podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Hello, late tea time podders. We've got a new swanky little intro. So uh, I'll put that together today, Dave. Uh, kept me busy, kept me off the streets for the day. Um, but it brings us to another late tea time podcast. And in this one, we're looking ahead to the Valero Texas Open and also a little bit of a sneak peek into next week because it's none other than the uh, Masters in Augusta, which is always a very, very tasty event. So it's me, James, and it's him, Dave. How are you? I'm good. And where will I be next week when the Masters is on? You'll be in a totally different part of the world, won't you? Where are you going, Japan? Yes, in South Korea. Yeah. So, um, so in the Masters, I'll I'll be there when uh, Hideki Matsuyama wins again. So that'll yeah. be a good place to be. I'll be dancing on the streets of Tokyo. Oh and yeah. They'll show that on the telly, and there'll be Tyndall in the middle of it going, "Hey!" <laughs> but uh, when you're away next week, the reason we're kind of going to get your opinions today is because we've got Matt Cooper. I'm going to be joining me next week for the four days of the uh, the Masters event. So we'll uh, yeah. welcome him back. He's been on the Late Tea Time podcast before. Did rather well, actually, when he was on. He got some winning bets. So uh, we're welcoming him for the uh, the Masters. But anyway, today we are looking at the uh, Valero Texas Open. And uh, before we get DT's uh, comments here, we will have a look at um, the top end of the market. Tyrrell Hatton is the tournament favourite. He's 12 to 1, 18 to 1 for Ricky Fowler. Simu Kim is 22. He's got 25s for Davis Riley, um, 25s for Hideki Matsuyama, the aforementioned. Also, Corey Connors is there at 25s as well. Chris Kirk, 28, as is Taylor Montgomery. Um, so, DT, we come as late as possible. We're keeping our promise at the moment to come as late as possible on a Wednesday. It is uh, just after 9pm in the UK. We come as late as possible to allow you the chance to get all of the latest rumours, gossip, information from the course that people that are writing their previews on a Monday don't get. Has that led us anywhere today? Uh, no. See you later. <laughs> all yes, of that um, preamble. Yes, um, I know. Just, I felt it deserved a sort of no, just to <laughs> cut you off. Uh, just quickly on last week, that was good, wasn't it, last week? Yes. Uh, we, we were not just late, we were halfway through the tournament um, for the match play, but uh, we put up an acker on the Saturday. Was it Saturday morning, Friday night? Friday night, was it late? Friday night Friday we recorded night. Yeah. a 13 to 2 acker that came in, which was good. And then our pick Cameron Young finished runner up. So that was uh, that was uh, all good, wasn't it, last week? Uh, yes, yeah, so in, prof- in profit, nicely in profit yeah. uh, last week in the match play. We should, do, should come halfway through a tournament more often. Well, yeah, there you go. It's, uh, Maybe the maybe the way forward, but um, this week, yeah, we're just going to look at um, the Valero Texas Open before it gets underway because we're quite close to the start. Obviously, in Texas, one of the things you always think about is the weather and how windy it's going to be. It often blows quite hard in Texas. Now, I've looked at the latest weather forecast, and it's definitely going to be pretty windy. And looking at it, it seems that it might be best. If you've got an early tea time on Thursday, round one, and a late tea time Friday, round two, not incredibly so, but just it, it looks like it's a help. Um, you're just going to get less wind on both days, presuming all goes to plan and there's no you know, curtailments for thunderstorms or anything. 
Um, so I was looking at some of the players I like. I mean, I've, I've written a couple of previews this week and picked out some players. But in terms of who I like, you know, there's always going to be like maybe on your, your short list, long list, six mm. or seven players. The one I like who's got that ideal a tea time is Davis Riley, who is... Or Mavis. Mavis, Davis Riley, yeah. We've, you've done that joke before, haven't you? And it, it remains a good one. Uh, he tees oh, off. I don't really know. Don't really no. I t- teed off. He tees off early on uh, Thursday and late Friday. I'd certainly like his chances. If you look at his um, form, yeah, he's played uh, well in Florida. Got an eighth and a nineteenth in Florida. He actually won a corn ferry tour- tournament at this very course, TPC San Antonio. Considered like a really good ball striker, and considered somebody who will win soon and in this tournament I can't wait I think of the last 11 editions six have been won by a player that hadn't won before so okay. it is and it, and that's even I think in the last five it might be four in the last five so it's, it is particularly good for a player to get their, their breakthrough in terms of recent ones it could be because it's pre-master slot and maybe some of the better players are just thinking about the following week um, but Davis Riley You'd think he would, if he's going to win, he's probably going to win in Florida or Texas or somewhere in the South. So here we are in Texas. He's actually won on this course before. Um, he's playing nicely in Florida just the last few weeks. And I think he's pretty much generally available at 25 to 1. And because yeah. he's got that, that favourable, or it seems, that favourable tea time slot, um, I think it's just bumped him up my list a little bit. Yeah, best price, 25 to 1, as you say. Eight places um, with both Skybet and William Hill, which is as good as you can get. So uh, yeah. um, that's Davis Ryan. He goes on to the old uh, betting slip um, for the Valero Texas Open. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. Is there anything else in Texas that you want to get off your chest? Yeah, another. Um, do you remember a few years ago we put up a bet? I think it was Spieth to finish something like top five here and top five at Augusta, and it landed, yes. didn't it? Yeah. Um, I mentioned that um, just so we can relive the glory of it, but I also mentioned that because Spieth obviously is a Texan, and you've got a lot of Texas players who've won this tournament or done very well in this tournament. Okay. You know, it makes sense, doesn't it? It's in their backyard. They know about the winds, how to play in them, the grasses and everything. So the one they've actually pulled in for interview this week um, is not the most obvious Texan, Cole Hammer. I was going to say, I was, I was going to have to let you down gently there. That's Jordan Spieth's not playing in this event, but you're going to go with somebody else, no. another Texan. Yeah. Um, Cole Hammer. So I thought, I thought James, given the fact you love singing, you would immediately... Sing yeah. in there. I, I can't. I Please can't do. I'm not really good at that kind of scene. Hammer, go on. No, no. Hammer time. Anyway, I don't. I, I don't sing on the like tea time podcast. Okay, you? you save it for other, uh, other, other outlets. Yeah. Yes. So, Cole Hammer uh, lives in Houston. Went to the University of Texas. I mean, if, if anybody wants to um, email us at late tea time pod requesting a song for next week, um, I can learn it. Okay. George, you're on my mind. Well, what do you know about, yeah, about Masters? Some Masters song. I'll leave it with you. You're the uh, you're the singer. I do the impressions. You do the songs. Oh um, yeah, we'll get we'll get you a Harry Kane before we leave today. <laughs> um, so Cole Hammer, he 
I mean, if you look in the outright odds, he's 300 to 1, which looks... He is, crazy. yeah. I just found him. I have to scroll a long way down for him. Yeah, looks a bit crazy. But um, in his interview, because he's a local, he's, he's played this uh, before. So he talks about... Because um, it's quite a tough to course, this one, especially if it gets windy. He says, I prefer harder golf courses when there's a little bit of wind and a little bit of strategy. I feel like I focus better and play my best golf. Um, then he said... Um, He's played this course while he was in college and really enjoyed it. Someone who you might not have thought anything about, just he's a guy way down the list. Suddenly we've got a bit of info on him mm. um, with that. And then if you look at what he's achieved of late, it's not an awful lot, but um, he was fifth at the RSM Classic. That's pretty good. Fifth at that tournament. And that's a, sort of a windy tournament. And then his last start in, in Texas was 27th in the Houston Open, which is pretty decent as well. Looking at, he made the cut at uh, Bay Hill, uh, which was uh, pretty decent. And he, he actually, his tee to green play was pretty good. He was 20th in that, which, you know, in an elite field at Bay Hill, that's impressive. And then last time at the Valspar, though he didn't make the cut, his putting was a lot better than it had been. It was pretty dire at, at Bay Hill. So if he can just tweak, put those two things together, some, on a course in an area that he knows really well, we might just have something. I don't want to go too mad on him, but you can, he's someone I thought you could maybe back uh, to finish in the top 30, something like that. He's 92. Okay. If you Nine, 92. One. Yeah, 92 to finish in the top 30. So if you, go, if you want to go a little bit mad on that, you can get him at 66 to be top five. That's where I was looking. Right. It's at 92 to be top 30. Yeah, that, yeah, you can do, you know, other combination top 20 maybe i think he's 11's top 20 put him in it if you can find him i doubt you'll find him in a match bet but i think you know one of the top 20 30 sort of markets you can do i thought 92 is fair enough base for the weekend some more if he if he lands that you maybe get him 11 to 1 top to be 20 in the top 20 yeah yeah so i'm going to officially say though top 30 at 92 uh he did just that on his last start in Texas when he was 27th in the Houston Open, shot a second round 65, closing 68. And just those tee to green numbers at Bay Hill, 20th, that sort of shows that, um, you know, he is a player that uh, that can do uh, uh, pretty well. He's he's actually played in um, three US Opens because of his amateur sort of exploits. Hmm. He's qualified at when did he turn pro? 2022. So he's played in the US Open three times as an amateur. So he's clearly got something about his game. He's he's, he's not like 20. I mean, well, he's 23. I mean, he's not he's pretty young, isn't it? So he's still he's getting there. And I think this is just a place where he can he can do quite well. So it, it, I know you want to get excited. I mean, he's 300 to one, I think, on the outright. Yeah, yeah. If you get really excited. Um, so you could, if you want to, Chuck a bit of loose change at that, but officially, yeah, 92 top 30. I think he can do that. I was just thinking when you were reeling off his age and stuff, I gave you a quiz last week, didn't I? And uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I was thinking about doing it for cut, but you basically you've got his Wikipedia page open yourself there, haven't you? Sorry, yes, yeah, ruined yeah, 20, it, absolutely 20, ruined 20. it. I'll put the uh, Twitter feed uh, handle on the uh, on the screen there. It's at late tea time pod. If you want to get in, to, in touch with us or follow us on Twitter, so you know what's going on, you'll get the uh, we these videos go out on the Twitter feed, on the Facebook, and on the YouTube, and obviously go out on the uh, more traditional, as they say, uh, audio um, format. So on all major podcast platforms later on. <laughs> 
while I remember, before we go on to the Masters, give give us your Harry Kane. <laughs> it's just a noise, isn't it? So, uh, obviously. And Thank you, Harry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been working on the Roy Hodgson one, um, which I'll do at some point. Before you disappear, before you get on that plane and uh, whisk yourself away to um, Japan and South Korea, let's have uh, a think ahead to my favourite golf tournament. We always say this, don't we? When we, we talk about the Masters, I think it's both of our favourites, um, just edging out the uh, the Open um, in the in England, um, or in the UK, rather. Um, but uh, Augusta, the Masters 2023, is just around the corner. And you, for Betfair, do your... Uh, trends picks don't you? you look back through the years you work out who's done what when and how um and that brings you to various conclusions doesn't it it might be worth us just uh maybe running through some of those for the uh the dear late t- tea time potters out there yeah I, I i sort of look at what's happened as you say over the last 10 years and various categories such as age uh previous performances at augusta uh, this year i've got uh, how well players are doing in strokes gained around the green, which is a massive pointer to success at Augusta and also approach play. So that's gone in there. Um, their recent form, if you look at form, it's always a big pointer as well. So I kind of allocated a point scoring system. So I put that all into the computer and it spat out at the very top, Jordan Spieth. This uh, is really a notebook, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I noticed... A few people have said to me since it went out, um, this year the Masters falls on Easter Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah. and, and the last two Easter Sundays, he's won. All right. Is that right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I know that's interesting. It's, it's weird, isn't it? I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's a man of God, as are many of the Americans. Um, so... I don't know what for whatever reason that it's it's another little omen. I mean, I don't mention that in the trends piece, but but yeah, a few people have said uh, it could be. I mean, forgetting all that, just his master's record is bonkers, isn't it? He's got a win, a couple of seconds, a couple of thirds, uh, mm-hmm. sixteen to one, eighteen to one, something like that. I think he is. Yeah, his best price is eighteen, um, and you can get him six places with Betfred at eighteen to one. I mean, we we always mention this though, don't we? That for the masters, most bookies do. Um, specials and, and various things as well. So it might be just worth keeping your powder dry. Yeah. If you've got a particular selection, unless you really like the price that's in front of you now, uh, maybe just wait until a couple of days before the event because there'll be all sorts of specials there, won't there? And maybe some yeah, enhanced be, prices. Yeah, there'll be some um, in different each way terms as well. I think now, as we record this Wednesday, you're only getting five or six places. You'll get yeah. like eight, maybe 10 places yeah. uh, with some layers. I mean, you might lose a bit off the price um, because of that. But if you, if you want to take Spieth now, he's not, he's not playing in Texas. So there's, there's no obvious reason why this price should go, but if you want to just get on now, yeah, um, just you could do it win only to get maybe the get best price. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you might want to wait a little bit. Yeah. So, so Jordan Spieth is the man that's uh, been yeah, he, spat he, out of Tyndall's notebook. Yeah. He came top. Um, Rory McIlroy was second. And Xander Schaffele was third. They were the top three. We're going to go through a few days of can Rory win a master, a, a major after all this time, won't they? As we do ahead of every yeah. major, he needs to win one, doesn't he, to actually stop that happening? If it... nine years since he last yeah. won one, it's crazy. Yeah, that number keeps going up. But he's still, the, I mean, he's a fantastic player. He's playing brilliantly. There's no reason why not, is there? But uh, yeah, we'll see. This is late tea time. The golf betting podcast. 
Is there anything else on the Masters you want to get off your chest before you disappear on it? Well, I do feel slightly obliged to, um, given where I'll be, to have a, a few quid on Hideki Matsuyama because <laughs> you talk about when to put the bets on. He he is playing this week in Texas. Now, he, he pulled out of the match play with a bad neck, and it, it's not the first time he's had a bad neck. And for, for punters, it's a pain in the neck because yeah. like, you don't want that to be happening. But I just wondered if he if he almost didn't really fancy playing in the match play with the Masters coming up. He thought, I'll have that week off. You know, it might have felt a little niggle, but just to be sure, I'll have that week off. Then he can play here and then go to Augusta, hopefully in full health. I think he's, I think his price at Augusta is too big. He's really 50 think. to 1, best price. Yeah, I know. You know, the guy won it two years ago and, he, and he's got... You know, he's had other top sevens and eights and, yeah. you know, he was, he was fifth at the Players' Championship a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. With, with I, the bad, I mean, as long as it's not, his neck's not hanging off him. One of the things about um, golf is you keep your head still, isn't it? You know, you, your neck's there to support your head and you keep your head as still as possible while you're playing the shot. So you, it's not like you're having to head a football or do something dramatic with your neck. No, clear, clearly it bothers him. I, yeah. Unless it's, you know... Whether it whether it's just a convenient thing sometimes, um, but he clearly wants to be right for Augusta. So I I think if he if his neck wasn't great, he wouldn't be playing this week because nice. you know his focus is Augusta. So yeah, we we're recording this now. You know he'll pull out only in the morning and we'll look silly. But presuming that all is okay, if he just gets to Augusta in one piece, I think he's got a chance. But what I would say though. If he has a really big week this week, his price will go. So yes. it might be worth just having a few quid on that 50 to 1 right now or seeing at least you know, what he does in the first round. And you know, if, he, if, he, if he shoots to minus 7 and leads after round 1, you know fine. Well, his Augusta price will, will get chopped. So just I, um, keep on him. Just before you go, um, I've got two names to run past you because I'm thinking of having a bet on the Masters. Uh, um, Colin Morikawa. I mean, there's no surprise there for me. Is there 22 to yeah. 1? And Will Zalatoris, I mean, he's basically been knocking on the door in majors for so long, hasn't he? Um, yeah. I just wonder if he might get across the line this time. He's bang out of form, isn't he? He's done, oh, nothing, he? done nothing this year. I mean, I know we haven't spoken about him for ages, have we? Which is possibly yeah. why. But he, he does seem to um, raise his game, though, doesn't he? It does, but he's been injured and then he's been out of form. He, okay. Yeah, he, he's won. He's, he's got none of the... He's got none of that sort of bank of form that you need, so he's one. Well, shall, I, shall I cross him off my betting slip and put uh, my other mate Victor Hovland oh, on I instead? Then, well, I'd, I'd put I'd put you put your money on Morikawa. Double your stake on Morikawa. I think he'll. Okay. I can't see him not being right up there. I think he'll yeah. have a big week. Go on, Colin. Good you luck. Was fifth, fifth last year, I think Morikawa. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about Colin. I'm sure next week. It, yeah. What do you say? It was twenty twos. Twenty twos. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good each-way price. Yeah, yeah. good luck to Colin. Anyway, the bets this week, um, Valero, Texas Open. We look at Davis Riley, 25-1, to 1, eight places with Skybet and William Hill. We've got Cole Hammer. He's 300-1 to 1 to win the thing, but we're looking at him to probably get into the top 30, 9-2. If you fancy top 20, 11-1. If you fancy top 5, 66-1. There's all the different permutations there. 
put a little bit on all of them if you really want to. Uh, Masters 2023, Dave's picks before he disappears to Japan and South Korea. Jordan Spieth has been spat out of the Tyndall computer as the uh, top pick there. 18 to 1, six places with Betfred. And Hideki Matsuyama, purely because he's heading to Japan. Um, Hideki Matsuyama is 50 to 1 to get Not that quite. trophy back. Bit more reasoning than that, but yeah, that's <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, on that basis, there'll be a few it's people watching saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm in Switzerland. Who's, who's, from, who's from Switzerland playing? But uh, yeah, yeah, Hideki. Hideki. I mean, he has got pedigree, hasn't he? And there's pedigree. a big thing in sport. You go to a course, you go to a grounds where you've had success before. It brings back all of those positive vibes, isn't it? You know, you, you yeah. start to um, feel it again. And if you look if you look at history, it's like it, it's quite good for players who've won it. Then they have a duff year the year after when they're defending. It's too much. It's, you know, yeah. got to sort the dinner out and you champion's dinner got out. Got to get your menu, yeah. Yeah, you've got to do all the extra media work. So someone like Bubba wins it in, two, wins it in 2012, rubbish the next year, then he wins it again. Mickelson, he won, had a year, won, missed it, and then won again. Yeah. I think I think even someone like Arnold Palmer went win, didn't win, win, didn't win, win. So it, it's it's a thing. So Hideki, a year, you know, two years on from his win, no yeah. pressure on him this time. If I was the reigning champion, I was in the menu. I'd have, I'd have fish and chips, and then um, raspberry pavlova for dessert. I think Nick Fowler had fish and chips, didn't he? When he won, I see. Hideki had, had good good food. Had, had sushi and black cod. Really nice. Yeah, I mean he had to really, didn't he? Giving giving where he comes. He'd be disappointed, wouldn't it? If he yeah. if he'd get like Yorkshire pudding or something. That would <laughs> Anyway, DT, enjoy your holiday. Thank you. And uh, in, well, enjoy. I'm sure you'll be watching a little bit of the Masters. You'll be you'll be following the scores at the very least from Japan and South Korea, and uh, you'll certainly be following the uh, scores from the Valero Texas Open to see how Davis Riley and Cole Hammer get on. So you enjoy your holiday. I'll uh, welcome Matt Cooper to the uh, podcast next week, and I'll see you the week. Well, when are you back? Are you back the week after or the week after that? I'll be good for the next Wednesday after. Right, okay. Master, we'll yeah. see you then. Um, but anyway, it's been a uh, sports broadcast media production. It is the Late Tea Time Podcast. And myself and Matt Cooper, we'll see you next week for the Masters. I can't wait for that. should be good. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Podcast Network.